Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. So hello and welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr Laura Edwards. Um, I'm GP and Medical Director at Wessex LMCs. And today I've got with me Dr Andrew Maurice, um, who has been a GP partner for 18 years and also has a wide range of interests that are both inside and outside of the consultation room. So he's uh, got a fanatic of uh, holistic medicine uh, and history of medicine. Uh, he's also uh, done medical school teaching and was one of the teachers on the whole person uh, care course at Bristol. Um, on top of that, uh, he is able to bring in a human givens approach, um, has expertise as a psychotherapist and has a long-standing interest in nutrition. So currently, he's dividing his time between sessional GP work, uh, private psychotherapy, and teaching courses such as the wonderful Lost Update, and also more specific courses that focus down on topics such as anxiety, depression, and sleep. So we thought uh, we would, uh, because of COVID, we've had to cancel uh, the next uh, Lost Update course. Um, and so uh, Andrew has been working hard to produce some online uh, uh, modules. And we thought we would have a, a little chat today about what those, uh, what those include um, uh, to, to tempt you to, to listen to them. So, Andrew, what, what, what did you want to, to, how do you want to go from here? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you were very um, kind and supportive and actually, I think, instrumental, Laura, in, in um, getting a, a, a really good number of people. We were fully maxed out for the uh, Lost Update that we had planned uh, at the end of April. And um, I just thought it would be, it's rather than me blowing my own trumpet, it's quite, it's always interesting for me to hear what people have got from it, because I very much pulled the original course together. Um, Gareth Bryant and I very much sort of pulled it together, sort of to see what people would make of it in the first instance. And you, of course, Absolutely. were there on the first one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you 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 you've said that you've got quite you got quite a lot from it. What, Absolutely. What? So I think I was pulled in by the title first of all, and Gareth talked to me in the office about it about this lost update. And of course, it doesn't give much away in the title, <laughs> um, and uh, and it was intriguing, which is kind of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, and actually, I, I found it a brilliant course. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and and I think I've said to you, it's probably the course that has had the most lasting impact on me as a person and in my life of any of the courses that I've, I've been on, which is not something I say uh, lightly. Um, and, and I think you'd said that it covers, um, or maybe I'm paraphrasing, it covers some of the basics, um, oh. but actually they're not basic. Um, they're actually essential. Um, and, yeah. um, and I found that yeah really liberating as well in, in my practice so I'm, I'm happy to talk about how it sort of impacted on my mm. personal life but in terms of my practice first and foremost it, it allowed me to feel confident that my approach which I sometimes felt might be underdoing what a doctor should be doing and that I'm not a fan of prescribing a pill for every ill yeah um, and yeah. I, and I felt sometimes people might therefore look at my approaches and be like, wow, that's a bit basic. Yeah. Actually, I'm doing the right thing. Um, yeah. And actually, I'm I'm ahead of where some of the guidelines might be going. Um, and it gave me that confidence to do that. 
That's, it's really interesting you say that because there's a, there's a sense that we've all had to sort of pick up this stuff as we've gone along. It's tended not to be like a big part of even quite recent medical curricula, except in, I think, just very recent years and mostly in some sort of leading centres. I think Bristol were well ahead of the curve on this. But I think for, for a lot of us, we've, we've picked up things. We have a, and we also have an intuitive understanding that, you know, drugs and surgery aren't the, aren't the full palette Absolutely. that we, we could or should be working with. But that actually, um, the, the ba- this word basic is very interesting because one of the things I'm offering, which I think is relatively uncommon still, is is looking at some of these other approaches, but starting with a sort of fundamental biology approach. You know, actually, let's let's go back to let's go back to basic basics, um, because we all know we need to relax. But actually, sometimes, particularly when we've got a good deal of science training and education, as we all have in medicine, it's really helpful to understand more of the nuts and bolts. So I've, I, that's it's it's interesting the way you say that sort of so we can connect some of the things we sort of maybe more intuitively are understanding need to come into medicine but, but by approaching it in that way that scientific way it's giving it it's i think easier for some colleagues to integrate it then when they can it see does. those connections it gives it credibility i think that's the word yeah. that i struggling with before was I felt perhaps yeah. that colleagues who looked at my consultation if I if I wrote it down would say well, that's a little bit left field <laughs> whereas now I feel like saying yeah yeah but actually I've got good cold hard science behind what I'm yes. writing here it's not, it's not left field it's just ahead of the curve um, yes. yes and I think the other the other thing about the curve is what's on the curve is very much sort of um, dictated by a certain style of evidence which is much easier to gather for some in, in interventions for others and so there are some areas where we're probably never going to have the sort of evidence that we have, let's say, for Ramipril. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but understanding the basics gives us more tools to sort of to work with it. Is uh, the word credibility has just reminded me of something which I will just mention. I finally bit the bullet and got the RCGP um, to uh, have a look at the course to see if they would accredit it. Uh, they have. <laughs> ah, fantastic. <laughs> uh, part, part, of me, part of me thought, well, of course they'll accredit, and the other part is delighted and amazed. So, um, yeah, so we can say it's got credibility. <laughs> yes, yes, and I think that's really important, again, for... Uh, Yes, I think I think it really helps people when they're yeah. grappling with this stuff. Um, and I came away very clearly with that message from the course. And I think, um, is it helpful to go through some of the impacts that it's had on me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what would you say with the? I mean, I did, when, on these podcasts that I've done, the presentations, I haven't covered the whole course because that would be sort of. I've just picked out a few things, but yeah, what did you, what did you come away with? What were your big take homes? So um, I think I, I loved the fact about one of the basic messages for me was just keep moving. Um, and I found that really helpful, not only for me personally, but also for my patients. Um, and, and it was really interesting seeing the evidence that you presented around that, um, yeah. that I don't have to be saying to people, you must go to the gym or you need to do 30 minute runs or walks or this, that and the other. Um, actually, just to say to them, just move around your house, um, <laughs> just get up and move and, and just yeah. wave your arms around a bit. And whatever you can do, if you're moving, this is a good thing. Um, that's actually very manageable for people. And I've seen people feel quite kind of 
liberated again by that that they don't have to fit the strict criteria of i'm not doing yes. 30 minutes so i should feel bad um it makes it yeah really accessible to people um but also at the same time um i've been i've been clashing with my eight-year-old over this uh, that we've been trying to do the <laughs> joe wicks pe lessons and um let's just put it this way i've been more keen uh, participant a more keen participant than he has um and again I have been saying to him, I don't necessarily feel like doing the exercise. And that yeah. was the really useful point I learned from you, <laughs> is that that's natural. <laughs> the natural thing. Um, and actually, it's interesting, that thing about not feeling like doing it, because I haven't done, I haven't done a specific one on exercise, it, but I do mention it as a key point in the first one, which I felt was the most important topic to cover, which is how to calm down. Uh, given that this is the challenge for all of us. Uh, yesterday in the surgery, I noticed that several times I had to apply <laughs> this uh, particular learning. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, there's a piece in there about how exercise fits with, with managing stress and heightened arousal. And it, once again, it struck me, there's this kind of, there's another fundamental sort of neurophysiological uh, hurdle to get over for some of us sometimes to access to access that that release that you can get from the exercise so it's interesting we, we've um and often it's understanding what these in in sort of inherent almost biological barriers are to things that we know up <laughs> in the neocortex the neocortex is fine it understands all this stuff but the uh, basic driving brain uh, the, the the emotional guidance system isn't isn't quite playing ball a lot of the time, is it? <laughs> no. And then a lot in the contrast to the exercise, I learned a lot about sleep. Um, and I was oh, talking right, with another right. colleague about this yesterday, um, yeah. and I was confessing that my my understanding of sleep was pretty basic um and and we did cover it and i remember yeah. and again my husband always teases me i can remember lectures from medical school um my brain just works like that um, he tells me that he doesn't his brain does not work like that um and i can still remember the the yeah the lecture and some of the really interesting points from it and but um your course was fascinating in that it taught me a huge amount more about sleep um it, it, again, it made me increase my prioritization of it. Yes. Um, and I think uh, after the course, it led me to read two further books around. Oh, great. great. Yeah. Um, which again expanded my knowledge. And it's that has made me realize that not, not everybody does prioritize sleep. <laughs> and again, it's one of those things now that I actually spend time exploring with patients in a way that I, I probably wouldn't have done before, yeah. because actually it is quite vital. And, and if people skimp on it, then we may see consequences that we, we don't seem to be able to cure and we can't figure out what's going on. And if we don't ask about that, then actually we're missing, we're missing a vital piece yeah. of the jigsaw. Yes, again, like a lot of things, it's understanding quite how much it has to offer you. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I think uh, I, I now have, I now feel like a guide for my patients. And I guess I, I feel a bit more like an authoritative guide for my patients. Oh, that's nice. That, yeah. It's something that I can put weight behind. And again, rather than just saying it in a kind of maternal way of, you know, I think this is good for you. I actually say it as a doctor. I know this yeah. is good for you. Yeah, um, absolutely, and and it, and and it is so. So one one of the things that I've up, sort of updated again, and I actually updated it again a bit before I recorded the little video on sleep in this series, 
is I've tried to really restructure it so that it's very clear. I realized there were two fundamental drivers of sleep and then a series of helpful cofactors. And I've sort of separated them out and made it very clear what's addressing what. And just to help us get this sort of, because I think for us doctors particularly, this kind of, there's a sort of clarity around the basic physiology that we find really helpful to understand. It helps us, it helps us to clarify our thinking process and the way we listen or, or in, and the way we look after ourselves, I think. It, it sort of brings it back up the scale. <laughs> nice yes. physiology. <laughs> it does, it does. I'm, um, I'm pleased that was helpful. And I like the it, way you took it on because I, I don't want people just to take what I say, you know. In fact, I remember you on the course. You were checking, you, you fact-checked me a couple of times very helpfully. And I like all of that because... What I want is, for, I, don't, I don't regard myself as a sort of font of all wisdom. I'm just trying to present something that's reasonably stimulating and reorienting and would start a process for each person. And you've gone mm -hmm. off and read about that. So that's great. That's what we're after, really, isn't it? And it really yeah. did. And I think the other bit, which you're not going to cover in these online modules, but I yeah. think is great for people to come on the course and learn about is nutrition, which again... Yeah. It's one of those things that we learn a bit at medical school about the yes, absorption yes. of certain minerals and absorption of certain you know, fat processes, etc. Um, but really, a lot of the stuff we, we didn't really learn about. And, and perhaps we haven't always um, been as kind as we could have been to allied health professionals who work in, in this field. Um, because actually, we yeah. don't have a lot of expertise and knowledge around it. Um, yeah. And again, I think I found in your course that perhaps they've been ahead of us uh, in the way they've looked at things and they've been onto things which, again, haven't necessarily had hard, cold science behind them in the way that we like it to be presented. But they're right. Nonetheless, they're right. Um, and, uh, and, and we're behind them a bit. Yes. So this helped me feel like I was catching up um, and also which bits were which bits I should be paying attention to. Because if you start yes. searching on the Internet randomly for, you know, what is the best diet fad? You know, then you can come up with all sorts of stuff. Um, but this made me feel like I was like these. These are the things that, although they they are popular, but they are the ones that have the science behind them and have good reason to be popular, um, and um, and are you know fashionable type thing. So I think I I really have started to love my microbiome, and I've taught my children. So my four year old can say microbiome now. Um, and we talk about feeding our microbiomes at, at, yes. uh, at our meal times. Um, and, uh, and I've done things like challenging myself of whether I eat 30 vegetables or, yes. or 30 different kinds of things a week. I don't um, know if you saw, Laura, the 30 things have now, I, I updated the diet question from the original needs and, audit, <laughs> the, the needs and audit questionnaire that I put together after that first course that you came on. Um, mm. I changed it recently. So one of, because I was thinking I need, I need something that's got a basis to it, like the 30 types of vegetables a week, mm. the 30 types of plants rather. Yes. But yeah. So that's updated now because I realized that probably the, because I'm always looking for what are the things that everyone's going to agree on <laughs> you know, <laughs> where, where you're not going to get people that subscribe to one particular point of view, sort of starting to feel grumpy and throw their toys out of the pram because you haven't supported their particular view. Um, mm. And I actually thought, actually, once the microbiome is a good place for us all to meet because it's a new emerging field. And um, it's a place where everyone feels comfortable, and then we can start to branch out from there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's good. So the, yes, thirty types of plants a week. 
Are you, yeah. you're managing we, it. That's great. We, we did actually. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I can't really take any of the credit because I've um, my husband does all the cooking. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I have to anything that I want to do, I have to persuade him that he wants to do it. Really, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it doesn't change. Um, so, so your course has affected somebody else by proxy through me. Um, I've done some lobbying, um, and and actually we've changed our eating quite quite Ooh. a lot. Um, so uh, I think I think that is down to your course as well. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, that was yeah. really good, and I took a lot away from that. Um, yes, a few and, people said on the feedback actually, Laura. A couple of people said I've lost plenty. I've lost weight. <laughs> I <laughs> did feedback from which you said. I think somebody said I've lost a stone. Like, wow. Yeah. So okay, I Hope your BMI started out somewhere in the high twenties when you say that. Anyway, <laughs> yes, carry on. I, I interrupted you. <laughs> um, so yeah, those were two of my big takeaways: were move more and eat more plants. Yeah. Uh, third, actually, value sleep. Um, and then some of the other stuff that was really helpful was about thinking about the really demanding patients, the patients that mm. are, we find troublesome. That again, who who want something and we we can't seem to identify what it is, yeah. and you sit there in kind of mutual frustration. Um, <laughs> and um, there, there are no winners in that. So your tools um, and the expertise of the human givens approach and bringing yeah. that in actually again really enlightening a really different way that slightly yes. outside of the traditional medical model um yes. but really really helpful um so I, I took a lot away from that as well but that's really nice to hear laura because that's that that's the second talk is really looking at that fundamental model of, of thinking about how any organism has its as its resources, it meets its needs in the environment, and um, and I think for because we've focused these three. Well, going to, there's going to be a fourth one. I'm just in the middle of still planning the one on language skills. Um, I've tried to make them all quite focused on the current challenges we've got, mm -hmm. and with the, with the needs and resources, I think what actually uh, became very apparent to me, almost as I was doing the as I was filming the presentation, is that. We, it's very easy for us to get lost um, and having a very clear internal map of, well, what do I need? <laughs> and actually, yes. what, what have I got in myself that I can draw on? Um, and that, that sort of, it's, I've, all, I've found it since I encountered it now, which was a long time ago, I think nearly, probably nearly 18 years ago, I first came across this stuff. Um, this, it's very easy. You've always got this sort of sense of you can get your bearings with it, and and it's I think empowering, isn't it? It's empowering. Yeah. Actually, it's empowering yeah. for for you as an individual. I think all doctors, all medics, yeah. all healthcare professionals will find it empowering for them as individuals. Yes. yes. But also, it's really something empowering to help our patients. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. They're individuals too, um, and they may not know what they are missing. Um, they, they are in a certain place trying to get help and they associate coming to the GP with getting help um, and they are probably you know we know they're equally frustrated that it's not it's not working whatever it is it's not working um, yeah. so if we can say to them actually this is why let's look at the map together um, and how this is how we get you the help that you want yes. um, it, that's amazing you know it could change people's lives 
Yeah, I think I think it, it, it really can. It sort of, it keeps, it also keeps, there's something important about the, the recognition that we all fundamentally need the same things. Um, and, and just using that language with a patient puts us, um, it puts us on the same side of the desk almost. Well, when you use a statement like, well, we all need to feel secure and we all need to feel a connection to community, let's say, it's sort of, you're, you're sitting beside the person, you're looking at a need that you both share if you saw yeah. what I mean. And talking yeah. about resources, again, it's sort of saying, actually, you are, you've got capabilities. And when we're thinking about ourselves, it's just important to recognise that there's a sense that whilst we're all different, we all have, there's a universal kind of, um, there's something universal that we all have in common. And that that means it's think, important, we can pay attention to it, we can pay attention yeah. to our needs, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> And I spend a lot of time uh, in, in a number of forums uh, reiterating the point that, that doctors are humans too, um, because that gets forgotten. Um, and, and, uh, and then I also spend a lot of time telling doctors that they are humans too, yes. and they shouldn't forget that either, no matter what the expectations of society uh, yeah. and potentially the health system are on them, that yes. they, they, need, they are allowed to remember that and pay attention to their needs Absolutely. Um, as an individual as well. So it's, yeah, um, right. And really sometimes also, because it's a, for most people, it's a new way of looking at ourselves, it's kind of mm -hmm. got that benefit of just being like, okay, this is a, what it breaks you out of your kind of um, sort of con conceptual framework, which is going to have lots of strengths to it. But inevitably, if you're a bit stuck, then getting a new sort of frame of reference is going to free you up. You can see more things when you do that. Mm -hmm. and, sort of nice. and I think it, at this time, again, bringing it back to where we are now, mm. um, people are in a very strange environment lots of things around us of our securities have things that yeah that usually are under our control that that are our knowns are our freedoms have all suddenly shifted yeah. and we're in a very strange world um but a lot of the things that you describe um, are, are still the fundamentals and actually again it's helpful for people potentially who are feeling unsettled and, and, and uneasy perhaps to look at that um, and that approach and think yes. actually that's why this is what's missing and this is why I'm feeling um, so uneasy and unha not unhappy necessarily but just but where, yeah. yes to recognizing the challenge it puts you into your thinking mind and then you kind of you become more of an observer of yourself and it's easier yes. to start to try and tackle the problems that are there I mean we've, we've taken a massive hit in security just our sense of safety at work for obvious reasons, we've taken a massive hit on our sense of autonomy because we're, in some ways we've had a loss of control over a lot of aspects of things. Competence, which is a big area for doctors. You know, we're competence junkies. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, and we're up against an unknown enemy. And suddenly we're we've got, we're all having to develop new skills. We're all, t but actually in a way we're all, but what's been nice about it is we're all in the same boat together. And I've seen more kind of, openness there's a sort of sharing of uncertainty at a new level there's a sharing of the fact that we all feel a bit vulnerable there's a fact that we all need to help each other out we need to ask ourselves stupid questions mm -hmm. you know? um, that actually I think like a lot of things when the dust has settled there's going to be a lot of value that's come I think that general practices had to go through this incredible revolution and yes, I think we're all recognizing that actually it for a lot of doctors, I think it's now immediately obvious what the meaning and purpose is.
for us doctors. This real sense of meaning, what is the, you know, which people get from serving others. Mm. You know, it's, it's like really big. And you see this doctors in retirement want to meet this need for meaning and purpose. They want to come out of retirement and help. So it's, yeah. been, it's been very interesting from that, from, from all of that perspective. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, we could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, I think people will find that helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, again, so. talking to patients who are struggling with that uncertainty and all those yeah. changes in their environment. Again, that list might be really helpful to, to, um, as a, a framework um, yes. to apply. Um, yeah. And then you've, you've talked about uh, language, um, and I think again that's that's something that's going to come perhaps on your online module, or de- and definitely be covered again in your in your course. Yes. Um, and two of the things I took away for that from that, um, and that's that's the that's the concept where people use words that everyone understands, but actually, actually everybody has a different understanding. So the classic for me has always yes. been integration. I, I hear this banded oh. about every day that we're going to have seamless integration. Seamless and integration. I have a feeling that everyone around the table has a very different vision of what that looks like and how that's going to work if you really drill down. <laughs> um, and I think the one for the moment is, is, is hot site. Um, and, site. and, uh, what what those look like and exactly how they're working. I think probably there's a little bit of variation um, of of what those things uh, certainly started out as. There's um, this tendency to collapse down onto a term, particularly when we're uncertain or we're feeling a bit overwhelmed. We collapse down onto a term, as you say. Everyone's got their own mo- model of what that means. That, um, if you if you narrow the language down into something that's effectively abstract, like integration too quickly but you treat that abstract concept as if it's a thing (laughs) like a table then you're in trouble because nobody really knows what the table is yet and so uh you know we won't get the hot sites i mean in our area the hot site system is really crystallized very nicely and it's being extremely well run Mm. But it, there was that stage there, wasn't there, where we weren't all sure, quite sure what we meant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. And I think sometimes people are now struggling with hot cases as well. That's the kind of next yeah. one is who, who's going where and what criteria means that you're a hot case or not. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really helpful. Very and good. yes, which was another thing that um, had come up was like this concept of yes setting, which is used in the sales world all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and now has entered my consultation room as something that's very simple, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but effective. Um, yes. So I've I've yeah I've employed that now. It's 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 all part of this general um, general sort of theme that the, the human given system has been very good at highlighting. But in fact, it's there to the thing I just probably ought to mention at this point if this talk about human givens is new for people who are listening is that is that the human given system is is designed to be a way of pulling together resources from all sorts of approaches. That's what it's for. And, and so there's a really interesting fit there with general practice in that what we're having to do all the time is pull together resources from all sorts of disciplines and different areas. So, um, but there's a general theme in, in sort of neuropsychology that the brain, what you put in front of the brain, it sort of focuses on and words have this particular way of focusing our attention. And so the words we use are going to set off reactions in the person, not just cognitively, but emotionally and even physiologically. 
So that's um, the bit, the one that I haven't recorded yet is about language. We have to be very effective as clinicians, again, with our 10, perhaps even 15 minute yeah. consultations. We are experts at communication. And again, yeah. what the yeah. expertise comes down to is sometimes the language that we are using and the very words exactly. that we use. Exactly. Can, and, and, and I've seen it again, observing colleagues, you, sometimes entire conversations derail on one word. It sounds like we've talked about all four of these um, <laughs> uh, um, presentations that I'm either recorded or the last one still planned. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the course, and I think um, when when the world goes back to, to normal, there there was a huge benefit in being on the course and being face to face and spending time with a very lovely group of GPs away from the consultation room and a normal busy practice day um, so I would highly recommend the course in its normal format yes. um, but I do hope that people will listen to the online modules because I think they will get a lot from yeah. those and that will um, that will whet their appetite of, so. <laughs> of what the what course will give. Yeah, and what we're thinking of doing, I've, I'm still sort of trying to keep a weather eye on what the exit strategy from the lockdown is likely to look like and roughly when it looks like we might be getting there. But my feeling is that, um, that, that it may well be another year now before we can confidently plan, you know, exactly what you experienced, which onto what I think will be the dominant format now, which will be to run this on Zoom which I think will give us a lot of it. It's I think not going it to be will. exactly the and, same. And we're all getting better and we're yeah. all very accepting at the moment of everything is changing into slightly yeah. different ways and slightly different modes. Um, so I, um, I hope that people get a lot from listening to your on your online modules and then whatever uh, format the course happens well, in. Yes, hopefully uh, Louise Greenwood and I will, will, will pick, some, pick a time to reconvene, at least on Zoom. So okay. keep keep your eyes peeled for news on that. Um, and uh, we hope that people uh, will now press play on the on the next online modules. Hope okay. so. Yes, they're going to be there as video oh, and as audio, so you can listen to it just like you've listened to this one. Don't miss anything by listening. But if you want to watch, you can also watch. Yeah, there's a choice of mediums. There's a choice of mediums. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today, Andrew. Um, and uh, we hope that people uh, will now press play on the on the next online module. Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. <laughs>